Welcome to another episode of Live with Bitcoin, where we delve into the human side of Bitcoin by chatting with one Bitcoiner at a time to discover their life stories, personal growth, and challenges through the lens of Bitcoin. I'm your host, Vivian Chain, and thanks for tuning in today for another episode. Today, we have two guests joining us, Bak Chen and Billy Junjo. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Chenny here is a, a professional music producer, songwriter, composer, singer, and advocate for Bitcoin in the K-pop industry from South Korea. He's a member of Eight, legendary group with many number one hits in Korea, as well as K-pop producer with multiple number one hit songs. And Billy here has a tech and uh, data background from Silicon Valley and is now the business and community developer at Heartbeat, building a 24-7 Lightning healthcare platform. He's also a personal finance and Bitcoin content creator for the Korean audience. So Chani and Billy, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Vivian, for having us. Yeah. I first discovered you through Chani's tweet to announce the Way You Believe music project. Could you tell us a bit more about the project itself? How was it inspired? How did it start? And, and why you're working on it? In March uh, this year, I visited to Vietnam to attend Lightning Con, and I met uh, Jimmy Song, who is Bitcoin expert and influencer. And thankfully, we had a lot of conversation and he, and he said he was planning to visit to Korea soon. So we met in South Korea again, and he showed me a, a video uh, on YouTube, and the video was about Bitcoin. Yeah, the Bitcoin song and the music video it was. And it, it was fun and it was good, but I thought uh, the music was uh, quite lacking. Uh, I mean, uh, not about the, not only about the song, uh, a performance of session or digital editing or mixing, etc. So, I thought, oh yeah, mm, I could be helpful <laughs> for this uh, Bitcoin music like like that. So, uh, I uh, told this uh, about this thought to Jimmy Song, and he said, hey. You are a mainstream <laughs> music producer, <laughs> and you are a mainstream singer-songwriter. So you can you can make a Bitcoin song, and uh, that is uh, that has um, possibility to be popular. <laughs> so okay, I thought oh, I I have to do this. I have to do this, but. Um, you know, uh, I'm I'm not fluent in English yet. So, uh, but you know, Bitcoin is global, not local, not only South Korea. So, I thought uh, I had to make this project globally. So, I asked to Billy, hey, help me, <laughs> I need you. <laughs> so, we made this Bitcoin Supergirl project WYB together. And WYB yep. stands for Way You Believe, and uh, why yes. why the name is called Way You Believe? The reason why we say it's a Way You Believe is because everybody has different uh, backgrounds, has different walks of life. So let's say, um, you know, I got into Bitcoin as an investor, for example, because I was analyst, data analyst, and I was always interested in finance. And I got into Bitcoin just because I thought that, you know, it really like I don't really. It, Bitcoin changed the way I believe about money, for example. Whereas for Chani, it might be different for him. 
it, it, it really changed him when it comes to, oh, actually, I don't really know about history of money mm. and other stuff. It changed yeah. his belief that way. And we kind of jokingly say this, but I don't think anybody, I, I mean, some people can directly study Bitcoin, like how it works and things like that. But I'm more a person who are more interested in philosophy and humanities and some other things like that. So just studying around Bitcoin is more right term, I guess. So it really, for us, we don't want to force anybody that, oh, this is a way you believe. But like Bitcoin doesn't really say, I mean, sometimes there's like really hardcore people out there, but really for everyone, it's different taste of flavor. So that's why we call it the way you believe. And one of your tweet, you know, like once upon a time when you were not a Bitcoiner, you used to think Bitcoin was a very mysterious thing, right? right. <laughs> I thought that, that that tweet was so good because it's really for the ordinary people. And we want people to join this movement uh, through music. And there are many different, you know, avenues, but I, we hope that this music can inspire them to study about what what Bitcoin changes to the way I believe, you know, I think that that might be a good question they, they can ask yeah. themselves. Speaking of uh, bringing Bitcoin into a mainstream audience, Channing, I want to ask you about your professional journey as a music producer in South Korea. The profession of uh, music producer to a lot of people is very mysterious <laughs> to the mainstream audience. So why don't you <laughs> share with us a little bit more about your journey? How did you get started in the industry? What are some of the highlights in, the, in your career so far? Okay, uh, yeah, I've been working in the K-pop industry for over 15 years, and my main job is uh, as a music producer and a songwriter. Uh, but my uh, musical uh, career started as a singer. Uh, you know, one day I received a, a phone call from Bang Shihak, uh, um, the founder of Hive, and now known as the creator of BTS. Uh, he wanted to meet me and signed me up. Uh, at that time, you know, uh, one of my friends and I had written uh, dozens of songs as uh, amateur, <laughs> and uh, I and I sang them as well. And I didn't know that, but my friend sent our demo CD to Bang Shihak, <laughs> and that's how uh, he got to know me. So. Uh, you know, I and I uh, and then yeah, I signed up with him, <laughs> and I debuted uh, as a singer. Um, as you mentioned, uh, I was a member of the co-ed co-ed group, eight, a yeah, mixed group, yeah, uh, one man, uh, two men, and one woman, uh, and the eight uh, got a lot of love thankfully <laughs> uh, especially won... from my generation yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes we won the, uh several trophies uh from the yeah uh, and the year awards in south korea and we went uh a lot of songs to the uh, number one on the k chart uh but you know uh, i i didn't prefer a life of celebrity so uh, I loved music more uh, than uh, being uh, an ent entertainer. So uh, I was naturally more focused on uh, songwriting. Uh, so uh, yeah, and um, I've written over uh, 100 songs and I 
collaborated with uh, many mainstream singers in South Korea, and luckily I I have several wonderful hit songs as a, a songwriter as well. When did you get Orange Belt, <clears throat> and how did it happen? YouTube trend uh, started in 2017 in South Korea. It 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 was quite late, but you know uh, I was got yeah get into the YouTube because I loved it. Uh, I, I could watch all the videos uh, that I want. And uh, one day, uh, a video appeared to me on my feed, and that was by Andreas Antonopoulos. And uh, the video was about Bitcoin, you know. So uh, that, it, that video so touched me, and I was looking for more information about Andreas Antonopoulos. So... Uh, I watched a lot of video from him and about Bitcoin, and I and ended up I bought his book, The Internet of Money and Mastering Bitcoin. And in the beginning, I I tried to study uh, the Bitcoin, but it was hard to uh, understand Bitcoin properly because Bitcoin was huge things. Uh, Bitcoin is huge. You know, so I realized I have to study surrounding of Bitcoin. So uh, I restudy or I studied again about money, war, finance, energy, internet, cryptography. <laughs> so and then, wow, okay, this is Bitcoin. Bitcoin is huge, and Bitcoin affects to everything. Yes, so I orange peeled. <laughs> but I've consumed my fair share of Korean content, either that's kind of on the music mm -hmm. side or, or like reality shows or dramas. Um, I've seen more and more cryptocurrency related exposures of people talking about it. Tell me more about what you do right now. Music producing, what goes in the work of a music producer? A uh, music producer uh, is, you know, a uh, uh, you know the songwriter's role. Songwriters focus on uh, uh, songwriter's role is to make a song, and the music producer is to uh, yeah, their job is to make an album. So uh, you know, a songwriter sees trees, and music producer sees forest, and music producer is the person who is uh, communicate with singers about. Uh, entire album like uh, album's concept or uh, song orders or yeah overall content i see so it's it's really yeah, focusing whole album. on the, the wholesome yeah. uh, the wholesomeness of the album ah uh, yes right and uh, with your experience producing music and a lot of songs become hits what do you think are the elements that make a song stand out and go viral out of all the songs that's out there it might be a boring answer yeah <laughs> it, it's important to try to learn how to uh, write good music but it's it's more important to understand people more deeply uh, because yeah i think it's all connected and in my opinion, art is not something special. Uh, I think physics and technology and love and uh, companionship and art, sports are all the same. Yeah, we all come from nature. <laughs>
but on, on the other hand, it's not about uh, creating music. Uh, uh, I think promotion or marketing is very important. And, you know, uh, thousands of songs are released every day. So uh, exposure is the key. Yeah, uh, it's always been like that, but the methods or channels are uh, changing with time. In the last few years, there has been a, a strong trend towards short-form content, uh, especially on TikTok. So I think we need to take advantage of that. Applying your insights in the music industry, and now you're making the Way You Believe project. Um, so how are you planning to incorporate some of these um, insights you've learned to make the Way You Believe project um, catchy? In the Way You Believe songs, there is this lyrics and melody. Bitcoin changed the world in the way you believe. Okay, if this lyrics will be in this melody, uh, Bitcoin changed the world and the way you believe. There has no power, right? <laughs> <laughs> if I tell you, if I say you, uh, Bitcoin changed the world. It has power, right? So uh, I think uh, the synthesis of melody and lyrics is very important. So uh, I, I ma made this song uh, with that. Where you believe, where you believe, change the way you believe. Yeah, like this part. Right, so you're, you're trying to incorporate the tonality and the power of the message into the melody itself and have it... Um, convey the meaning that's yes, powerful right. yeah yeah and we're gonna make <clears throat> a great music video and uh, a lot of a bunch of short videos for short form uh, for, uh, to take advantage uh, from the short form platform so uh, and we're gonna uh, uh, design uh, a lot of uh, marketing things like dance challenge or Yes, sing challenge. <laughs> make sure, uh, yeah. make sure you <laughs> share those that. so uh, we can all participate in the dance challenge. <laughs> Let's shift the gears, uh, Billy. What do you do professionally? And uh, tell us the story where where you discovered Bitcoin. How has it affected your personal past ever since? Sure, uh, I'm actually a marketing uh, lead at Heartbeat. Uh, we are building a twenty four seven lightning based uh, healthcare platform for you know, break, uh, breaking down the barriers of, you know, uh, language and also financial transaction between patients and medical professionals. Um, I'm actually, I got into uh, Bitcoin just because I was actually, I'm still very interested in personal finance overall. I'm a weirdo who got, who delved into 401k individual retirement accounts and all that kind of stuff to, on, on for the for fun. <laughs> and uh, I really... <laughs> Like I, I got into Bitcoin just because my friends are very into, especially in Silicon Valley, they're very into Ethereum and a lot of them actually doing their own business around that. But I was actually a computer science and cognitive science major uh, at a very fancy, you know, engineering school. And I, I'm an actual weirdo who loved philosophy. I study, <laughs> I took um, some Chinese philosophy class, ancient philosophy and things like that psychology as well I, I just i was really interested in everything which was a problem in college just because 
you know, you're interested in so many things. So you're not, you're a jack of all trades, but master of none, right? Mm -hmm. But that training really helped me understanding Bitcoin. Because if I just study computer science, I would probably be a Ethereum maxi, <laughs> just <laughs> like my friends. True. But um, I'm not saying Ethereum is like, oh, you know, it's like all bad or anything like that. But like, I'm just saying that I, with that training and with curiosity about money and finance overall, that really got me into Bitcoin, around, especially around uh, 2020 election between President Biden and you know, former President Trump. And no matter who's going to be the president, they're going to print money. And I thought that that's not the economics one-on-one that I know. And a lot of people like missed the boat because they <laughs> missed the boat and missed the boat, both of them. Uh, just because I realized that, you know, if you print money like 20% every single year, is my stocks okay? And the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> and right now the stock market is doing great and everybody's just clapping their hands. But I always feel like I think something big is coming that we don't know. I mean, anytime. Right. Um, so that really that election really got me into thinking about the monetary policy in the U.S., which especially for U.S. dollars. And that really got me into studying more about Bitcoin. And honestly, many uh, micro sailor really helped me understanding this uh, field quite a lot because He's, you know, he went to MIT. He has some science and engineering background, like like myself. So, I really like physics. Uh, I'm a kind of nerd that way. And his way of explaining energy with Bitcoin that really got me into thinking about the whole money aspects of it. So, yeah, that's how I got into Bitcoin. I guess in a way, you discovering Bitcoin shaped your career path as well, because now you work, you work in Bitcoin. Yeah, I work in um, I work in a, a B2B sales startup companies, uh, you know, like a big unicorn company to like smaller companies, too. Um, I got into tech sales just because I was interested in technology, but I thought that I'm better at speaking to other people as a nerd. I'm a little bit better than other nerds. So I think that was the <laughs> my selling point. And somehow I got you know hired. Um, and I moved to U.S. when I was like 15. Now I live in South Korea, but uh, I lived there for about 10 years. And I, 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 I worked for five years and things like that. And I learned a lot uh, through that experience. But Bitcoin really inspired me quite a lot for the past like two or three years. So I guess I still need to prove my proof of work more. But I think this is an industry where as a, someone who are born in like mid 90s, I always thought that my generation has no chance to succeed. That's our generation. Because I share that generation yes, with you. <laughs> yes. Because internet started out when we were born, right, Vivian? And every company, Google, Facebook, all that company were so, they're already really big company when we were in middle school. Right. And like, we have no chance. I mean, we can get hired. We can we can apply for Google and doing all these code tests and going through all these huddles. We can definitely do that. But I thought that we had no chance. We are still in this red race all the time. Oh, I have to work for this company for 10 years and hopefully I get, you know, financially independent. <laughs> but I thought that that is slim or I thought that that's not the life that I want. And Bitcoin really, after I really dig into it for about 
one year, two years, about actually one year mark, I realized that this is the field that I was looking for. This is like a 1992 internet that has not discovered yet. So people still confuse, at the time, people confuse email with internet. Mm -hmm. And some people argue that email, why do you need emails? Because people only write letters maybe twice a day. Why do you need emails? Nowadays, we use emails, like 200 emails all the time, every single day. <laughs> so I thought that there is a sort of like, I'm a history history nerd as well. So that's why I really, uh, really love uh, Michael Saylor's contents with uh, Mr. Bridlove. I thought that was great content. What is money show? And really the history of money and also history of internet, I thought that this is a, another opportunity, not just as a, like a financial opportunity per se, of course that's true, but also as a young person who's still in late 20s, I thought that this is the field that I can get into it. And if I build my like good reputation with high integrity, high energy and high in intellectual capabilities with three, I know everyone hates Warren Buffett, but I still, <laughs> I still kind of admire his philosophy of life that way. Uh, three three things, right? Energy and in, 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 uh, smart and also uh, integrity. Um, I thought that I can build a brand and reputation in this field that can last for decades. Like look at internet, it's still strong. Like, I mean, Google and Facebook are still very, very strong companies, kind of, right? Anyway, so um, I thought that this is a great opportunity for somebody who's still in their 20s, who just got out of college, have no hope other than going to, I don't know, working at McDonald's. And stuff. We'll all be working at McDonald's at some point with uh, the cur current market. But let me, um, one thing you're, you're saying is very interesting is, is, is that you're, um, you're more of a generalist. You, you, like you have a lot of interest over a lot of um, aspects. So if you were to give mm -hmm. advice to someone who's just entering university, let's say, would you encourage them to be a generalist or a specialist? That's actually a great, great question. I honestly don't know. It really depends on how he or she lives and the way they, they think. But I can tell you one thing, though. I think our society tends to um, make people to be specialized in certain things. And I don't think that's bad. But especially with the generative AI and with all these AI solutions, I feel like it might be better to consider be a generalist more these days, because if you understand at least the 20% that produce 80% of results in, let's say, if you understand basic physics, if you understand basic math, if you are good at basic English, that can go really long way. Whereas if you know like 110% of physics, but you're bad at most of things, <laughs> then, you know, uh, it, you might get replaced by AI, but I still believe that fundamental levels of understanding in any field, whether in psychology, uh, things like that might be much, much better for the future, especially with, with, with all the general AI stuff. And I, I studied co cognitive science and artificial intelligence when I was in college. And I, I graduated in t 2019. I believe you graduated around the same time as well. And all the things that I learned back in the days, back in the days, right, are like outdated so fast. So even if I specialize in it, unless I go into PhD program, I don't think it's really that 
and impactful at least for the future. It's interesting because I I consider myself as a generalist as well, like a master of none, <laughs> typically.、Um, but what <laughs> I find it's it's good so far is that because you have the fundamental understanding of many things, then later on in life you seem to be able to connect them together. Um, to understand a complex concept like something like Bitcoin, because there's so many layers to it, and then if you have a good understanding of more aspects, then you eventually gain more conviction because you see Bitcoin making sense in so many levels. So I tend to agree that、um, being generalist definitely makes things a bit more interesting because you're you're dabbled into a lot of different areas.、Um, that's for sure. And you're someone who've spent quite a quite some time in North America and then South Korea. So I'm interested in your perspective of identifying some unique features of the Bitcoin landscape in South Korea. And、um, I know there's a big big、um, cryptocurrency scene there and blockchain scene there. And I think in the recent、uh, Beef series on Netflix, it all the the Bitcoin prize even served as an important plot twist for the main character to to get rich fast and then get. Uh, and lost money fast. If you、mm-hmm. have to put a percentage of、um, Bitcoin only versus cryptocurrency in general,、uh, what is the percentage of these groups, and why do you think this is the case? Another great question, Vivian.、Uh, I think that I would say ninety-nine percent crypto and one percent Bitcoin. <laughs> really? Right, Chani? Would you would you, you agree, Chani? Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally agree. <laughs> It kind of like makes sense because. Probably similar to any other like East Asian countries like Singapore and China and Korea, we love new things. <laughs> we love to build new buildings. We love these fancy buildings and all that. Therefore, I I feel like that culture kind of like make people kind of get into more of a fancy stuff. I mean, I I don't. So my experience when I was in like college. With all the Nobel laureates and all that fancy people explaining things, I always think that they know a lot, so it's really hard to understand for me. Whereas if I go to ChatGPT, it explains it so well, and I can understand it right away. And it's the same thing for,、um, I guess, the Korean culture when it comes to、uh, crypto. And people don't understand it, but because of that, they love it. Because they don't understand, <laughs> and Bitcoin is so, especially reading "Inventing Bitcoin" by Yan, and I thought that was a fantastic book about how Bitcoin works、uh, in technology sense, and it really、um, people really dismiss、um, simple stuff,、uh, at least my, the way I see in South Korea. So that's why I think it's ninety nine percent crypto. Versus one percent Bitcoin,、yeah. and Jimmy Song also he 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 did not <laughs> he was kind of like skeptical about all the Korean Bitcoin adoption back in back before you know he met Chani and other guys who went to Lightning Con, and I totally know why because you know we're the country building all this fancy crypto stuff, but you know nothing is really working. Yeah. And there are a lot of Bitcoin investor or uh, some uh, maximalist or supporter, but there's no Bitcoin startup, you know. So and and some some of my Bitcoin friends and I in South Korea,、uh, we are planning to make a Bitcoin lounge for Bitcoin developer, 
and uh, we we hope to make a fund uh, for Bitcoin developers. So I wish uh, there there will be a lot of uh, Bitcoin startup in South Korea. <laughs> If you say that people get into cryptocurrency because they can't cannot fully understand it, isn't that the case for Bitcoin as well? That is right. I guess uh, it's really hard to understand how Bitcoin works and what Bitcoin is. And I think the reason why people don't really get Bitcoin, at least in South Korea, is we ask question: What is Bitcoin? When we should ask how Bitcoin works. I think if you are interested in engineering and science, I think it's much easier to understand it. Just because, like, these STEM people or like you know like math people. We are more interested in how things work. We don't care what it is that much, compared to let's say people who study economics. They are very interested in what question, what is this, mm. you know. Yeah. So that really differentiates people who understand Bitcoin quite well. But problem with this mathematical slash like a scientific people is that they go to. They go to they they said oh I already understand Bitcoin so I let me move to something new so that's that's how I see it I think the balance is very important like you gotta you have to appreciate the humanity part of Bitcoin or anything related to Bitcoin. Lynn Alden she once described Bitcoin as a tank, not a sports car, but you know uh, in in uh, we have in South Korea we have already a straight and clean road. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so ma many people need uh, don't need tank. They they wanna ha they wanna get sports car. So I I, I think that is uh, the reason why uh, Korean people uh, hard to make yeah realize to yeah need need Bitcoin. That that's one one reason. Yeah, for I I think. But I mean, no offense to I'm a South Korean myself too, so I'm actually shooting myself right here. But um, I'm just saying that uh, I I like that we like you know the clean things and new new shiny things, but when it comes to investment or saving for generations or for yourself, I don't really trust fancy stuff that much compared to more reliable vehicle. I rather go to the future with reliable, like Toyota Camry kind of. Investment than with um, fancy sports car like a Ferrari. It, it can pretty go fast, by the way, in like three seconds. But like, can it goes like can it go like thirty like three uh, thirty years? I don't know. <laughs> Camry kind of lost thirty years, right? So I I think that um I kind of appreciate that way. Yeah, Bitcoin. I've been doing a Bitcoin uh, YouTube channel and newsletter for for about. One and a half, almost two years actually, uh, for the Korean audience. And one thing that I notice, especially these days, uh, especially after the war in Ukraine, um, I realized that the best way to persuade, especially the fathers in Korea, is to kind of talk about the North Korean issues. Like, what if North Korea attacks next day? How are you going to survive? <laughs> and that question got them thinking, because. Because for South Korea, all men serve in the military for at least two years, uh, a year and a half these days. So we kind of like got educated that way, I guess, by the government. Uh, bad, good or bad, I don't know. But um, I realized that that might be the best way to sort of like persuade them to think about Bitcoin, like the potential of it. Just because you see the war in Ukraine, how they survive with 
their money, not, no way, right, with fiat currency. But if you had a Bitcoin, you could buy a used car in Poland and you can just, you know, leave. And probably, I hope that doesn't happen, by the way. I, I never hope any war or anything like that in South Korea or any elsewhere, by the way. But um, that's one way that uh, people, especially these days with geographical, you know, geopolitical crises, I think people get more interested in Bitcoin that way. That's one way, by the way. The point where you mentioned a potential war and how would you kind of protect your family and protect your wealth really speak to the fact that when you're trying to communicate anything or market Bitcoin or just orange, trying to orange put others is really good to help them visualize what Bitcoin can do for them in a relevant scenario that they may need Bitcoin or if they don't have Bitcoin, they will be screwed. So this is a good way of kind of get them started to, to think, oh, like if this really happens and it's the, the, the possibility is not zero. So how should I prepare myself? Yeah, I think that that might be better way, especially outside of US, because I think the US doesn't really have geopolitical crises per se, because mm -hmm. when you look at the map of US, it's, it's a perfect map, right? Mm -hmm. You have the... Pacific Ocean and uh, the 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 Atlantic Ocean, and so you don't really have that geopolitical crisis. But outside of U.S., uh, especially East Asia, Northeast Asia, like we are so <laughs> we are so bombarded together with North Korean yeah. issues and J Japan try to put and some Taiwan. nuclear water, yeah, Taiwan issues and all that. Anyway, so long story short, um, I think it might be better. In in, in my theory, in my my guess, my bold guess is they might be better to educate or at least put a seed in their mind that there's there's mm. an exit called bitcoin what let's say there's some sort of things going on in your country think about buying at least a little bit of bitcoin because i so i went to uc berkeley and i so my school is anti-war college right for especially since vietnam war and um i also i joined the uh, the south korean marines when I, when I was in the military service and I had a identity crisis uh, because my unit, my military unit, proud of what we did in Vietnam, whereas my college hated what they did in, in Vietnam. So I had to study Vietnam War for about a year <laughs> just to understand <laughs> what happened in Vietnam. And it really, the, the aspect that I really got into Bitcoin is uh, maybe as a former Marine, I always thought about what would happen if I have to protect my family in case of emergency. And um, I thought that I thought about the Vietnamese people who escaped the, uh, the, the region back in the days, the boat people, right? They had gold with them. So one gold equals one life. So um, that's sort of like the, I really hope that does not happen to us, by the way, in, 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 in any generation or in any country. But yeah, just as a, as a as an insurance policy, why don't you just buy a little bit of Bitcoin and just uh, put it in your uh, private wallet and you, you're probably OK and forget about it and probably invest in real estate if you like, if you just invest in ETF if you like, all, all the things that you want to do and just do it. But I, I always thought that outside of U.S., it might be better, in my opinion, to speak from 
the geopolitical crises that can happen in their country, especially in East, East Europe these days. I think uh, uh, it can be pretty daunting. Bitcoin, Bitcoin as a safety net, then. Bitcoin is a、uh, safety net and also a lifeboat. It's a really life-saving boat、mm-hmm. for every generation and for every country,、uh, including the United States, especially with all the political, you know, up- upheavals in happening in the U.S. too these days. Yeah, seems yeah. like we're heading into a world,、uh, a world like that for sure. And、um, this this is kind of reflected in your lyrics、um, in the demo version. I see some specific lines、um, in the song that I'm really interested in hearing the backstory of.、Um, in the song, there's one line where、uh, you say, "Here's time to ask the question that you've never asked. The question wasn't answered until 2009." And what was the question that you're referring to that was never asked? Actually, the question is. Uh, everyone have other question, yeah, own questions. So you know, there there's no specific question, but、uh, Bitcoin、uh, gives us a question. Oh, so instead of asking, instead of having a specific question in mind, you're saying that you know there's a time to ask a question, like any question, and then it's like when you've. When yes, you're finally、right. there, understanding Bitcoin, you would kind of kick yourself and ask, "Oh, why didn't I ask this sooner?" Yes, right. We are we are in the、uh, other situation in other yeah, country or right. So we have every other questions or belief or problem, and Bitcoin can solve it, right? And <laughs> as the masterminds behind the project, what do you hope the listeners will take away from the Bitcoin song? Um, any emotions, specific emotions, thoughts, or actions you aim to evoke in the audience、um, through your music and lyrics? The thing that we hope the audience will get from this music is that asking fundamental questions. Oh, do I believe in? So I I thought that fiat money or paper money is real money, but is that true? <laughs> and why is government printing so much money? Is it a good thing or bad thing?、Um, you know, got. Those those kind of questions that can be one question by the way that's my question back in the days、mm-hmm. but it can be different for other people、um, and it, it might be oh I actually thought that s- single point of failure is not a big issue technically speaking but it might be a good thing even we kind of like get rid of、um, the speed and scalability it might be better to design software that way. So it's a censorship resistant. And why is censorship resistant important? I never thought about it. But Bitcoin can change the way that technical people believe, right? Oh, actually, it might be better to give up on speed, but you know, more focusing <laughs> on that、uh, censorship resistant. Anyway, so everybody can dif- ask different questions. But with music, you know, it's like, oh, this is the way I used to believe, but now this is what I believe. You know, and it's okay to change your belief time to time. And you should actually change your beliefs time to time because you don't want to own,、uh, you don't want to have Windows ninety eight in two thousand twenty three. You know, you want to upgrade your software. <laughs> in, order to, in order to upgrade your software, you have to get rid of old software. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's how I believe what philosophy is. You know, philosophy is just life operating system, and some sometimes you need a big upgrade. You know,、mm-hmm. Apple upgrades their OS every 
every year, right? I mean, also pretty buggy, but you don't have to change it every year, by the way. But uh, you have to change it at least like three or four years, kind of re review. Oh, this is something that I should review and I should think about more. But honestly, <laughs> if I didn't have COVID-19, I would never had a time and space to think about what I used to believe. In terms of the, the project, where are you um, with the progress? Uh, what are some plans going ahead to make this um to move along with it. In terms of project, we made a song. Uh, we made a demo song, by the way, not a uh, not an official release or anything like that. Uh, we're we made a song uh, in May of this year, and we try to actually have more people to come and sing. And thank you so much, Vivian, to come and you know just sing for us, and that was great. And we try to uh, reach out to as many people as possible within the Bitcoin space who can sing, who'd love to sing. And we actually have uh, have people lined up to record remotely through Zoom. And it works with our audio our awesome audio engineer here in Seoul with Chani. And they they do all the technical stuff. Uh, but um, so our 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 goal is to release an official album. Um, not really exactly when, but like at least like the the way uh, way you believe song uh, release it um, officially, um, and and our only hope is maybe there may be different many different versions of way you believe in the future, so they can sing in their own language, or we can actually, you know, let's say if there is a conference in um, Netherlands and you know they can sing in their own version of way you believe. That's the, that's the hope that we have. But that's yeah. so, but. First things first, we need we need to release the official uh, version of Way You Believe. Yeah, and and music video. You know, uh, we yeah we are inspired by the uh, charity project We Are the World. We are the world. We are the children, and and it's a super group project, right? So we uh, we need a lot of volunteer singers, and uh, and you know uh, the the We Are the Pro World project still alive. And we really hope that this is a charitable and communal project. So with this project, probably like what we talked about, let's say uh, we want to have developer groups in Seoul. Maybe we can fund that sort of organization who are into Bitcoin developments or maybe elsewhere, maybe like in Nigeria or in, in Africa, you know. So that way we make this song as, as charitable and communal as possible. So that way, we we really hope that this project's profit really contribute to Bitcoin ecosystem for the very long term. Yeah. In Korea, some guy uh, are translating the BIP, the Bitcoin Improved Proposal, translating Korean, and and so and some guy uh, are trying to uh, are already translated in uh, El Salvador's education uh, book. The primer in Bitcoin. Oh, my yeah, first Bitcoin. I remember. Yeah. Uh, yes, right. And and some guy uh, translated uh, the Bitcoin Lightning app, the Wallet of Satoshi, in Korean. But they are they were uh, all as as a volunteer. So if if it is possible, uh, we we are uh, we want to support them. Uh, any other uh, uh, contribution of Bitcoin ecosystem uh, yeah so i'd like to uh, make a lot of money with this project to uh, yeah, 
spread money to Bitcoin ecosystem. <laughs> so you so you grow that one percent, one percent over the ninety nine percent of uh, crypto focused people, and grow the one percent of Bitcoin only audience. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. If you can move the needle a little bit, uh, at least to two percent, and we hope that 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 that's like the great use of the fund. Aim bigger. Aim bigger, Billy. You can do this. Aim bigger. Okay, ten percent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I have one thing about the one sort of like ranting, but like I really hope that people don't say I got bankrupt just because because of Bitcoin. They got bankrupt because altcoins in South Korea. They say, oh, I do Bitcoin. That's what they say. But when I look at them, they don't do Bitcoin. They don't buy Bitcoin. They buy some weird stuff that I never heard of. And they said, oh, I, I got screwed by Bitcoin. And they only bought like $2,000 worth of Bitcoin. And they said, oh, I got screwed by Bitcoin. I'm like, we really hope to get rid of those people and try to have more people who really understand Bitcoin, but also like have more flexible way of thinking, not just like, oh, you know, this is the... Uh, sort of like, yeah, religionify Bitcoin, it seems like also <laughs> sort of like problem, but we'll see in the future. But we actually need more uh, evangelists here in Seoul and in South Korea overall. So uh, we definitely need more uh, support for them. And we hope that this song can provide that support financially. Yeah. And how do you think uh, music and art can contribute to the bro broader adoption and understanding of Bitcoin in general? Yeah, I, I actually went to Bitcoin Miami uh, this year. Uh, I, I think you're there too. Yeah, right? it's there. That's yeah, well. Not really sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, we didn't say hi, but we did not know each other back then. But anyway, so I actually got moved by um, Creator Economy Talk with Carla Ben from BTC Session. Oh, I was there too. <laughs> oh, really? You're there too? And I think Carla talked about how... The reason why she, you know, her husband Walker and Carla say crypto couple is because people are interested in crypto, but we actually need more people who are interested in crypto to get into Bitcoin just because they're they kinda they're still curious. They're just in the wrong line. <laughs> so and and I thought I was really moved by how she uh you know spoke about um we can actually uh make these people to join us. I, that's much more, I, I, I believe everything, like making sure that Bitcoin community itself is getting stronger is very important too. But also, in my opinion, it's much more important to new people, especially these, uh, maybe the crypto people who kind of curious, but they're in the long, <laughs> the wrong line, in my opinion, to join, join this sort of like, oh, you should understand Bitcoin a little bit better than other things before I get into all these different fancy stuff. So we hope that happens with our song, uh, you know, bringing more people here. And music is such a great way. Uh, I learned English because I love pop music back in the days. Maybe with this song, they learned the Bitcoin culture. Bitcoin is not. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's what we hope with this song. Yeah, yeah there are so many uh, serious people in the Bitcoin scene, right? <laughs> So I, I think I think it's enough. So <laughs> uh, I think yeah, um, the cultural is back. It's back the cultural side or uh, education or edutainment or entertainment side is uh, important, and I think we can uh, help a bit. 
we should make it fun. <laughs> and seriously, yeah. I think that's like uh, what we try to do uh, with other creators in this space, including yourself, Vivian. I think life with Bitcoin is also really the great concept, how you see different yes. people's walks of life. We need more people who have different walks of life. And um, as you said on, tw on, on Twitter the other day, I think this Bitcoin is definitely for average Joes, for ordinary people. And um, and it's people's money. Uh, and um, I re re really hope that people really learn this. Part of my goal with this podcast is because there's so many content out there around Bitcoin that are very technical. And my biggest hurdle when I first got into space is that the technical aspect of Bitcoin really puzzled me mm -hmm. to the point that I thought, oh, it's such a mysterious thing. And I didn't know or I didn't think that someone like me who are just zero technical background who can fully grasp what this is about were to partake in a movement like this. And I didn't take the time to learn it. Um, and I think this is, I'm, I wouldn't be the only one who feel this way. I think we need more voice like uh, like yourself because I actually talked to uh, Natalie Brunel uh, in, in Miami just uh, <laughs> We, we just met in like crowd, crowd health, you know, social party thing, just out of random. And, you know, she's working on women in Bitcoin, right? I thought that was great because my experience, my personal exp direct experience with my subscribers here in South Korea, mothers hmm. get Bitcoin way faster than fathers. Ah, interesting. Why is that? Interesting. <laughs> because men tend to, <laughs> especially the... <laughs> Uh, no offense to Asian men, I'm an Asian man myself, but we tend to be like very <laughs> patriarchal in a way that we, we know everything, <laughs> so mm. we don't have to know anything. Um, no offense, by the way, but um, that's that's including myself, so I'm shooting myself here too. But uh, we tend to have this sort of like intellectual sort of like like a castle around us, whereas I think um, mothers, especially uh, women with children, they tend to think about the future they tend to be more, you know, the horizon is way bigger than most guys. I mean, for example, like when it comes to real estate, for me as a single man, I just think about where should I live closer to my office? That's it. <laughs> Whereas, you know, like my, my sister, for example, she thinks about everything, right? Oh, I should live here because it's close to the subway because it's close to this market and all that stuff. Whereas like, oh, where, where, where's me? I'm like, where's my office? And that's where I should live in Gangnam. And, and um, but anyway, so maybe it's a big generalization, but we definitely need more people like yourself who, uh, who are not say technical per se, but um, any, anybody, I think Ben actually talked about this in, in that talk with Carla and Mick you know, Ben said something like everybody can contribute to this Bitcoin adoption in different ways. And I think we should appreciate, especially some minority groups, like, for example, women in Bitcoin to come to this space to learn about it and really spread the word. And and when you study the history of Christianity, for example, it got spread because wives in Roman era, they're so into um, they're, they're, they're Christian. So the husbands became Christian right away just because wives are Christian. So I thought that, uh, in order to adopt Bitcoin, we probably need more gender diversity per se. You know, uh, I know this can be pretty, um, controversial in different ways, but we definitely are very, uh, I, I'm actually, 
I also went to you know school with a bunch of nerds, and you know we tend to be very male focused culture, but we definitely need more diversity, diverse voice from different uh, you know groups of people. Uh, and I I think what you're doing is just amazing, and keep doing it, and don't 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 lose that. Uh, fire because of some haters out there. Haters gonna hate, and I really think that Taylor Swift is right, right? I mean, just <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm haters gonna hate. For sure, you know, gonna try like, my best. Whatever. And I wish yeah. what I hope is yeah. to make timeless content because if you talk about price prediction, by next week it's gonna be totally outdated. And I want to be able to make timeless content where. When in the next, let's say, ten years, new Bitcoiners will come in the space, and then they can still find the first episode relevant because they share commonalities with the guest. Um, they share the same struggles um, and hopes with all the guests. Basically, I have on the show, um, and then to really um, be a companion here with everybody's journey, because it's still we're still very early to the point that I bet you guys are the same too. We we don't really see many Bitcoiners around us um, in real life, and um, <laughs> this road, this journey can be a bit lonely sometimes. And in order to keep remain that strong conviction, um, I'm hoping to have this show and have just ordinary Bitcoiners be on the show in their own industry, um, doing things here and there to help the ecosystem to succeed um, and to contribute in their own way into the Bitcoin community. I, I, I hope this can really offer some peace of mind and conviction to all the Bitcoiners that's out there and uh, help um, everybody complains about not enough women in Bitcoin. So here is, is me trying to do my fair share of um, orange peeling women's out there by talking about personal transformations, uh, life choices, and um, emotional things instead of technical uh, predictions, um, the things that um, women don't necessarily relate the most yeah. with a lot and uh, my next question can you share some uh, interesting anecdotes or stories from the making of this bitcoin song uh whether any kind of memorable moments for both of you or anything unexpected um discovered through this process let me talk about so so chani and i so chani actually subscribed to my youtube channel and the newsletter and that's how he got to know me and chani is like like for my generation, Chinese music and the group, the eight is just like, we still listen to his songs, by the way. When I walk <laughs> to my bank here in Busan, I listen to his song time to time. And um, he's that famous, by the way, in South Korea. And um, and then he reached out to me on LinkedIn. I'm like, why is he reaching out to me? Anyways, I was very surprised. <laughs> Am I getting catfish? And I was very happy that he reached out to me. <laughs> Yeah, is this fake account? <laughs> Anyways, he said that um, you know I'm actually a big fan of your contents and <laughs> I'd like to talk with you. I'm like, sure, <laughs> let's talk. I mean, at least I can call and see whether it's a real person or not. So, anyways, he's he's real. And we met in um, November of last year, and we had a really good uh, conversation around Bitcoin. And just because we both read already prerequisite books, textbooks, right? What is money? And listening to Antonov. Polos and Jimmy Song and all these people. So we understand Bitcoin money pretty well. And we really um, got to know each other pretty well in November and December of last year. And then, you know, we talk on the phone for about uh, for like two hours straight sometimes just to talk about a bunch of stuff. Chani actually said, actually, why don't I come to your place? And, you know, we, we stayed together for a month and create this music project. I'm like, 
sure, I mean, I have nothing to do. He came to U.S. and we got together um, and we said, oh, we should make a song about Bitcoin. And I'm like, okay, sure, let's do that. And we, <laughs> first first of all, I, I, I don't know anything about music. And then like, it took us about a week to come up with the lyrics just because the melody, it's, it's so, uh, it, it's very good melody, but with that melody, we have to have limited like a limes and different uh, way of talking about Bitcoin. So, and we don't want to use Bitcoin too much. We don't want to use blockchain. We don't want to use decentralized currency or that fancy word that kind of doesn't go well with music. And also China really emphasis on, we don't, I don't want to write a song that kind of directly tell what what to think mm. that was chinese order and i was like okay how do i do this and that that really took me at least come up with this lyrics at least like two or three days just because i i don't know how to say this indirectly like so and the way we believe i thought that that was like yeah it really changed the way we believe right and that kind of like conversation got us thinking about we should talk, talk about change the way we believe way you believe <laughs> like, and and i i kept saying bitcoin all roads lead to bitcoin and all roads lead to rome right and i thought that was a great line and then in china was that's a great line actually <laughs> let me put it together <laughs> and then it's like we can do this and yeah. um yeah that's how we came up with the lyrics i see must be a very surreal experience for you to get in touch with your childhood yeah. idol um, and work together and <laughs> I know. all bunked up. Yeah, it, it was pretty weird. Yeah, he, he slept on my air mattress and it's like, like eating together on the box. Cause we didn't, I didn't, so I lived, I lived by myself. So I didn't even have a dining table. From Trader Joe's, we, we got this big box and we put it as a dining table. And then we just like eat. We, we did pretty well. Um, we, we made music before going to Miami um, and you know, we, we can talk about Bitcoin, uh, you know, the Bitcoin music project, super group project to other people uh, in Miami. And I th th that was a fantastic experience, especially as a number guy or as a data analyst guy. I never really had this experience. One aspect of Bitcoin that's very attractive, <clears throat> I guess, to all of us, it's the Bitcoiners you meet throughout the journey <clears throat> that um, I've I've met many Bitcoiners in the past few years. And I have to say that Bitcoiners are many of the best people I've ever met, like ever. Um, so I think that the crowd mm, in this community, yeah. it's amazing. And for all the Bitcoiners out there, um, the, the, the money side, money is one aspect, one aspect, and then their, their conviction to Bitcoin is another. But the people that you get to meet, the, the connections and bonds that you uh, are able to create through these meaningful conversations through this instant connections are something that's that makes our life complete in a way totally. yeah uh, camaraderie right yeah camaraderie of these big winners mm -hmm. yeah especially in downturn uh down market like you know what we had and i thought that was the best time to meet people who are true mm -hmm. they believe in bitcoin and the potential of it yeah Bear markets are for building. Yes, yeah, bear market. Go bears. <laughs> oh, one last question. Yep. Uh, can you teach me how to say fix the money, fix the world in Korean? Oh, wow, this is harder than I thought it would be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about mm -hmm. this? 돈을 고쳐, 세상을 고쳐. Oh, 
돈을 고쳐. 돈을 고쳐. 예. 세상을 고쳐. 세상을 고쳐. Yes, 고쳐 is fix. 고쳐. And 돈을 고쳐, 세상을 고쳐. 돈 means money and 세상 means world. So 돈을 고쳐, 세상을 고쳐. 돈을 고쳐, 세상을 고쳐. Thank you so much for joining joining us today. Uh, before we hop off the call, um, any final thoughts you want to share with the live with Bitcoin audience? I think today's uh, expression was, you know, uh, from Billy. We've all been upgraded thanks to Bitcoin. I love that <laughs> expression. And Vivian, uh, I'd like to say I really liked your questions. Thanks for caring. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you can also, you know, uh, reach out to us and show the proof of work at wyb.so for our Way You Believe project. Um, my name is Billy Jun, J-U-N. J-O, Junjo. You can see me on LinkedIn, so you can see the proof of work <laughs> of my career, per se. Uh, not have a fancy career, by the way, but you know you can see what I do and where I am. You can DM me there, or also on Twitter at B-J-U-N-J-O. You can find me on Twitter at Baekchan, B-A-E-K-C-H-A-N, on the bar 129. And uh, you... you uh, I'd like to say, uh, in introduce our landing page, wyb.so, and you can listen to our uh, demo song of this project on Wavelake, that Bitcoin-based music streaming service. And you can find Wavelake and wyb.so. Yeah, please enjoy it and join us. And uh, myself, I was very honored to be the first, I think, to do the uh, remote recording with Chinese team to uh, record a demo of Way You Believe. And uh, I'll be including this in this episode. And uh, please tune in. I can't wait to uh, see the official release of the music. Thank you, Vivian, for having us. Thanks a lot. And uh, thank you for tuning in for another episode of Light with Bitcoin. My name is Vivian Chang, and I'll see you in the next one. That you never asked The question wasn't answered until 2009 Where to start, start how to start now Start what now Yes, you might be confused Bitcoin can be inspiring news Oh
demo version of the Bitcoin Music Project, inspired by the weird world that involved various artists in 1985. It's more than personal, it's a project for every Bitcoiner globally, with profits supporting the Bitcoin ecosystem's growth through charitable initiatives. So we need a lot of volunteer singers and many talented individuals to make this project successful. Please join our project and enjoy where you believe. Yes, you might be confused. Bitcoin can be an inspiring news. All roads lead to this. We're gonna sing this song here for everyone. Bitcoin changes the world and the way you believe. We're gonna sing this song here for everyone. Bitcoin changes the world. Please visit our website, wyb.so.